Everyone has a story, but not everyone knows who they are or what adventure they're in. What story are you in? I'm Jury Shank. Welcome to the Legends of the Wind podcast, a conversation about a collection of personal myths, fairy tales, and fables written for real people. These stories help them discover their own hero's journey. Here we learn to look at life through the lens of story and think mythically. Imagine yourself in the story of a lifetime where you realize how vital you are. Discover your own tale and join others as well here in Legends of the Wind. Hi, welcome to the Legends of the Wind podcast for our next episode. Today is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about adventure and about gifts. And um, we wanted to recap what Legends of the Wind is all about. Legends of the Wind is about storytelling and about helping to learn from your life and to think mythically. What is thinking mythically? Why is that important? Why is that valuable? Well, thinking mythically, imagine that your life is a story and that you're your own hero in your own adventure, your quest. And storytelling is important for us because thinking mythically helps us to learn about our life and to have a proper perspective. The value of it is it's almost like you're in a dark room or you're in a dark place and you don't know where you've come from, you don't know who you are, you don't know where you're going or what you're doing. And story and understanding how to interpret story helps you know who you are and give you that context in life. It's kind of like a light shining on your path or a mirror in your face showing you who you are. And by unpacking storytelling, unpacking myths or fairy tales or fables, gives us that opportunity to have a discovery or an aha where we learn to know who we are and where we've come from and where we're going. And some of the things about our lives are full of adventure. And today, I have a good friend named Joanne Tan who knows all about adventure. So first of all, you can find us on our social media um, here for me and um, all on our various tags for Instagram and Facebook and our website. You can also find me on legendsthewind.com and also on um, my website, Lovers, Dreamers, and Me. Now, my friend Joanne Tan, this is Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Welcome to Legends of the Wind. So Joanne is one of my great friends, and uh, Joanne was born in the UK. She moved to Los Angeles when her husband, Phil, was hired by Warner Brothers to be an action director on Tango and Cash. She has made Los Angeles her home for the last 30 years. She is mother to four grown-up boys, all in the movie business. Her son, Sam, was in The Hunger Games. Evan is a photographer. Ben is a director. And Lewis is the lead in the new Mortal Kombat film currently in production. Joanne worked as a youth leader and teacher for over 15 years. She's now moved into the family business and is currently a producer of movies and television shows. Whoa! (laughs) That's that's an adventure right there. (laughs) Yes. So here we are. So... um, you know, your boys are amazing, aren't they? They are quite amazing. Um, it's interesting when you asked me to do this and you picked the story for me because it was so perfect. I have four boys. <laughs> They're all completely different. They're all chasing their destinies. They're on their adventures of their own. And I get to help or guide or you know, just be there to give a lending hand. But um, yeah, it's a perfect fit. Great. Well, let's uh, not spoil it too soon. But uh, 
So let me set it up. So the story is four young boys. And uh, actually, one of Joanne's sons is in the story. So one thing I should tell you about uh, about the, the the Legends of Wind, how it got started, is uh, about eight, about ten years ago, I did some volunteer work with some elementary kids. They're eight, nine, ten years old, and one of Joanne's sons, Evan, was in that class. And mm-hmm. um, so we'll talk about how we unpack and how we learn from unpacking. But Evan was in in the class, and he was in this story. So. Uh, what we were trying to do is help the kids to learn to think mythically about their lives. The thing about this podcast is it's for adults and children. Um, Joanne even Mm -hmm. put it to me once before that this is a great idea where it's like if you're driving your kids to school or you're on a commute and your kids are in the car, you want to have something meaningful for the kids to listen to during during your drive. So these stories yeah. are very entertaining and very meaningful, and kids can appreciate it. But the conversation we're going to have after the story, we will unpack the meaning behind it. So adults can benefit from it, mm-hmm. and so can kids. And so mm-hmm. we want to be able to reach both young and adults, young children and adults, and be able to help the kids to learn to think deeply and mythically about their lives. Mm -hmm. And you may think that that's not possible, but I can tell you that after working with six months with the the class that I had, after six months, the teacher who was hosting me, uh, Linda, uh, the kids were unpacking the stories themselves without our questions and our prodding uh, explorations. Mm -hmm. And they were only Mm -hmm. eight, nine, ten-year-old kids, and they were totally getting into it. And we didn't have to do any more work. They, they on their own, were thinking mythically. So that's part of the adventure we're going to take you on on this podcast. So with that in mind, let's go to our story, The Four Young Boys. Four Young Boys. Four young boys, wild and rascals they were, always vented about their chores and duties at home. Oh, how Daniel, Matthew, Evan, and Jonathan wished to escape and go to the land of the dragons fighting and swishing their swords. Together they played, hoping that someday a mighty knight may come their way. One afternoon, the four young boys shut themselves up in the house during a terrible rainstorm. No one else was home. They could not find mom and dad anywhere. The girls? Nah, they don't like girls. But thunder and lightning crashed. Blinded by the light and deafened by the sound, the four of them shuddered and ran into the closet in the kitchen, shivering in fear. The rain poured outside, and one of them looked out the window and saw a large shadow cross before the screen. Ah! They gasped under their breath, trying to keep silent. What was it? I don't know. Please call Mom and Dad, the other whimpered. They stepped out into the kitchen. Creak, creak, creak went the floor. Above the kitchen sink, the window broke as a tree branch pierced through the window pane. The boys screamed, and the shadow once again blew by the door. They shivered in fear and saw that the rain came through the window and poured onto the counter. The boys groaned because they knew that their parents would think they were roughhousing and broke the window themselves. What do we do? they asked. Mom and Dad will ground us for sure. Evan stood up for there was fire in his bones. We didn't do it. We know that. We must fight whatever is causing this great wind and rain. Jonathan agreed. Yeah, let's brave the elements. So together the four boys stood up and grabbed their coats and went out onto the porch. 
The wind howled, and the rain blew and poured. They couldn't see well and wondered if they would ever come back alive. Would their parents believe the story they would tell when they return? Would anyone believe the journey they would go on? They will believe, but they did not understand what they would see or who they would meet. That's why they call it adventure. They stood outside away from the house in the pouring rain. Lightning flashed and thunder crashed. And standing before them by the big tree with their treehouse was the great knight. He stood tall with great purple feathers in his helmet and a strong sword that was four and a half feet long. Rock and slate plated his armor. Iron and steel made up his bones and he was stronger than an ox. Diamonds and rubies adorned his breastplate and fire came out of his shield. This was the mighty knight that Jonathan dreamed of. The flaming light coming out of his helmet was this knight's face. He was terrible and mighty but there was no darkness in him. The boy stood still frozen in fear. The knight stepped forward and kneeled before the four boys. I have come to serve you with great purpose, he said. I am here to give you four gifts that each of you must receive and use if you want to live. Jonathan shivered. What could it be, he thought. What does this mighty being want to give? He thought, I would serve him, not him, me. The knight stood up and came to Jonathan and pulled out from behind his shield a pair of eyeglasses. These are for you to see with, dear Jonathan. See with these, and you will know what to do and where to go, and the plan will be before you before the day begins. These eyeglasses will help you see into the future, and they will show you the enemy's schemes and strategies. Use them, and you will see how to fight. Remember that these nasty devils fear you, and you can stop them and thwart them with these. Jonathan grabbed them and looked. They didn't seem that special. They looked ordinary, but he put them on. A light shone in his imagination. Bright things swirled in his mind. He could see far beyond the mountains. He saw the dragons spewing their breath and causing all the rain and the wind. He knew that if he could find them, he could stop the nasty precipitation. The knight stood before Evan. From behind his breastplate, he pulled out a hot coal of fire like you would see in a campground fire pit. The coal burned hot and bright. Evan didn't know what to do. His eyes glowed as the knight passed it in front of him. The knight said to him, Inside of you is great fire, fire that burns with great passion. The great king is proud of you and your passion to believe in battle. Take this hot coal and it will satisfy you and it will bring about the energy you need to fight and stand in the battle. And wherever you go and whatever you do, know you can do it. This hot coal is your potential. This fire burns forever, but don't quench it, for there is more to see inside of you. Take this hot coal and swallow it, and it will be as honey and sweetness in your mouth. And as you eat it, it will become the vision within you. Evan didn't know what to think. How could he eat this? It's hot. But he heard the knight's words and knew them to be true. If he ate this hot coal, it would produce in him passion for his fellow warriors, so he may never lose heart in battle and even sacrifice for them. Evan mustered up every bit of strength he had and took the coal. With his eyes closed, he put it in his mouth and swallowed. Soon it was tasty and delightful. How wonderful, he thought. Sweet. Mmm. Then the knight came to Daniel. From underneath his helmet's visor came great light. 
Blinding light shone out, and Daniel covered his eyes. Out of the helmet, the knight produced a diamond, a beautiful rock. He handed it to Daniel. My warrior, you are a gem, a precious stone, and I have given you a key to my kingdom. And then the knight took the stone and put it into the handle of a beautiful key. What the mighty king will show you will unlock all the treasures in the people's hearts. This key will help you reveal the treasures within them. While Jonathan can see the battle plans, you can see the treasures in the hearts of all the people you meet. Use it well and be careful how you speak, but notice I have given you great wealth in this and you will find the treasure in all things. The knight handed the key to Daniel and placed it in his hand. As soon as Daniel touched the key, he saw in his three friends gold and silver inside their hearts, and this would become an even greater measure of treasure. He saw inside of them the stories they would tell and the places they would go. He saw their future battles and saw that though they were great in battle and faced many challenges, he would love them through any difficulty, through thick and thin. And then he saw these three young men speak back to him and thank him for all the love and encouragement he gave over the years. And the great and mighty knight came to Matthew. From underneath the sole of his foot, he produced a napkin, but it wasn't dirty. It was clean and beautiful, a pure white. Don't think that this treasure means nothing to you or anyone else because it seems so simple and comes from a humble place. But this treasure can bring great healing to you and your heart and those around you who are hurting. Place this napkin on your face when you lie down and rest. Breathe into it and my healing power will come and bring life where they need it. The knight took the napkin and placed it on his helmet's face and blew into it. It popped up and flew into the air. Matthew jumped and snatched the napkin as it floated down. As soon as Matthew held it, he felt its soft fabric and healing power. His hand felt cool and hot at the same time. Inside this cloth was the healing power he needed. Why? Because the afternoon rain showers gave him a nasty cold and a runny nose. He felt better and his eyesight was much clearer. He could breathe again and soon he saw that if he used this napkin, he could make anyone well. In fact, he felt so confident and he knew that he could also heal their hearts and the thunder rumbled, and the clouds grew darker and thicker. The rain poured again, and the wind blew. The knight stood up and grew tall, taller than before. He rose high into the air, maybe 14 or 15 feet or more. The four boys shook and stepped back in fear. What was going on? Crash! Lightning struck, and the treehouse before them shone with great light. The great knight stood before the boys and declared, Listen. Listen to your heart. There is now a voice and treasure coming unto you, and you shall see it, you shall hear it, and you shall know it. It is a voice that will help you and guide you and tell you, I love you. And this voice, when you hear it, will let you know what to do when you need help and will speak to you about these gifts I've given you. The voice says to you and those who will listen, come and expect me to speak to you. Come and let me show you the way. I will reveal my treasure in my heart and give you my kingdom. The wind blew hard as these four young boys stood strong with the great knight. Light and power swirled around them and the great knight disappeared. And a clap of thunder echoed through the neighborhood. The rain stopped and the wind blew no more. All around there were wet leaves, the sidewalk and the grass. 
They all looked at each other. Could what have they just seen been real? Would anyone believe them? The adventure's just beginning, said Evan to Jonathan. They knew it had happened, and they kept it to themselves. It was their secret to share. And they all ran back to the porch and threw the door into the kitchen full of great excitement. Daniel looked and saw the window. Hey, it's not broken, he said. Somehow they would not be in trouble after all. Matthew reminded them, but remember, we gotta listen. Soon he'll speak to us again. I can't wait to find out. Yeah, they all cried with excitement. Come on. The boys ran into the living room and played on their PlayStation. Soon they will go on another adventure. As they played their games, they dreamed about what the great knight said to them. What does it look like? Where will they go? How will they do it? What will this voice say? Jonathan smiled, thinking, I don't know, but I can't wait to fight those dragons. Inceptio. Well, there we go. Four young boys. I know the story only too well. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about it. Tell me about how your life with your sons and this story, how do they connect? What, do you, what, what does it say to you in your heart? Oh, so many things. I mean, first of all, I'm coming to you from England. Right. Where the adventure began. Right. Because we got the call to chase our dreams, which I believe is how it happens, mm -hmm. you know? And so my husband and I went out to Los Angeles. Um, Warner Brothers uh, asked my husband to come be action director. And at that time I had Lewis only. Okay. And Lewis has grown up on film sets all over the world. And we've taken the boys on film sets. It's been a very natural environment for them. So the dream began bigger for my boys than mm. most people that want to be maybe in the movie business or the creative arts. And so it's really interesting to be doing this and kind of making it full circle for me. Wow. Here I am in, in the amazing. whole town where I grew up. You know, right. I grew up here. Right. Wow. And 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 my son Lewis at this point, who just was announced recently to be the action star of the new Mortal Kombat movie, it's a very surreal feeling to right. be here and he's there shooting. And it all started with a dream, a desire, passion, wow. adventure. Mm -hmm. So this hits home pretty deep for me. <laughs> Wow. So um, in our conversation here, we're going to unpack the meanings in the story. And yes. um, so what do you think about the gifts or the night or anything? Like, where do you want to start on this? Because this is a lot of fun. I want to start, I want to start with imagination because okay. it's, an even it's an even playing field. Mm. We all have it. You might not have the ability to do martial arts like my husband or sing or act or write, but we all have imagination. Right, definitely. But I, I believe that's where it starts. I believe, I believe it starts with imagination. And I do believe having four kids and watch them and working with kids as you and I've done. Right, yes. They have the most intense imagination. Definitely, definitely. 
Yes, I mean Kylie. You can give them you can you can give them one little like tagline, mm -hmm. and it takes off in the room. Definitely, and my daughter Kylie, uh, she's five. Uh, she totally has an imagination. She's always role playing, uh, doing this. Yeah. Let's pretend and do this. Uh, I, mean, mm -hmm. I mean, I completely yeah. get it. Yeah, and then when we're, you and I are in the classroom with the kids, uh, they're off the charts all the time, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like being given permission when you have an adult that tells a child you're a princess or you're a, you're a mighty warrior with a sword, you know, and you, you stick a stick in their hand to wave around as a sword. Oh, you're a, you are a princess and you are a warrior, right? That child becomes it. Definitely. And I think as an adult, it's so funny in this, uh, listening to this story. And I know your stories in the past have been mostly for children, but they're also for adults because they remind us of our childlike ability to imagine. Yes. Because when they're doing it, we're now invited into their world. Absolutely. And you said something just a moment ago that I want to highlight. You talked about permission. Um, yes. people, people lose their imagination or it fades away because... Yeah of life and the mundaneness life gets in the way repetition but in order to dream again in order to allow that imagination to return i think the simplest way is to give yourself permission to do that to allow yourself to dream to allow yourself yeah. to imagine to role play because actually those are things are healthy things um sometimes people think role playing can be unhealthy but uh, no. fostering your imagination and giving yourself permission to dream, to see yourself in the future, to think yeah. that you're much better there than you look right now, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, it's like that permission granted is super important. And um, you can have someone else initiate that permission like we are to you right now in this yes. podcast. Yes. But the most important thing is to give yourself that permission. You have permission to dream again. You have permission to imagine. Oh, wow. That's a big thing. I mean, I, I'm guilty of this as an adult. You know, we have um, a lot of responsibility, mortgage, and we're taking kids to school, and I got to sort out a medical bill, and then I've got to fix this, and the car needs fixing. Right. And you lose that ability to just dream or imagine. And I have to practice it. And mm -hmm. I do practice it. Definitely. I, as an adult, I have to actually actively practice it. My, you know, your daughter does not need to practice it. She lives there. Right. Right. Um, but yes, this is why I think imagine, it starts with imagination, whether you are five, whether you are 55, mm -hmm. which I am, <laughs> oh. um, you have to actually really use your imagination to go what next like i'm i'm now doing what next for me this is i've become a producer mm -hmm. so my question is what next and i had to go back to imagination and thankfully i had four great teachers my kids yes definitely yeah my, my kids taught me to imagine and just get rid of all the other junk out of your head don't filter don't try to figure it out just imagine and so i've been I've been engaging that, and it's been working pretty good for me. 
That's wonderful. You know, I absolutely learned from my daughter, Kylie, as well. I mean, she uh, knows what it's like to play and to have fun. And, yeah. and you know, sometimes adults will think that plays, um, they'll minimize it. No, play. It's so important. Super important. And <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if you're wanting your imagination to awaken again or even yeah. increase playing is fun you know playing is important it's like yeah. someone said once that the playing is the most serious thing you will ever do <laughs> yeah i know i agree so joanne yeah. what about uh the rest of uh, other parts of this story so we start off with imagination we we realize how important it is and these boys go out into this rainstorm of thunder and lightning and they meet a great knight and the knight gives them these gifts and each of these gifts are different kinds from ordinary common day mm-hmm. things and yet they're so special what do you think about those things uh, what how would you unpack that part of the story well well you and i have worked with children over a very long time and we know that every child has a gift mm. yes and so for me i was able to recognize the different gifts in all four of my boys and i've permission was granted day one you know at one point I had four four children in three different schools in two different districts Mm. because I handpicked schools that matched their gifts Mm. whether it be sports uh, uh, one was in sports Lewis was out in Simi Valley High School which was um, a school of the arts at the time Mm -hmm. so I had to pick I, I made a way for them. So permission is not just me acknowledging, you're. A, I think you're going to be a really good actor. But it was also then following through with providing an environment for that gift to increase. So once that has taken place, the next thing that's going to happen to that child or adult, teenager, you have you will have to face your fears. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Whether it be standing on a stage, doing a monologue, whether whether it be uh, singing in front of a school auditorium, you will have to face your fears. This is where identity is going to be crucial. Absolutely. If me- you know, if you know your calling, and your parents have also agreed with you yes right. absolutely you are you are a great you i think you're going to be a great actor it is now down to you to face your fear and that's true and what you talked about identity is super important because you know mm-hmm. this night is like a father figure and one of the things i yes. want to do in this podcast is to foster and nurture the audience into uh fathering and mothering uh through their identities mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that we are missing typically in American culture is a ritual of initiation where mm-hmm. uh, a boy uh, or a son mm-hmm. or, comes to that place where they're like, this is the moment in time where we help you identify your identity and you're stepping into a new level of maturity or you're being honored in your, mm-hmm. uh, your gift and uh, what your passion is, yes. what your destiny. And so this night in this story is basically initiating these four boys by giving and bestowing Mm -hmm. these gifts 
and celebrating mm-hmm. those talents and, and those treasures that's, that's inside of them, actually. And so yes, for absolutely. me, I grew up, I didn't have a, a moments of initiation. It wasn't until I was an adult doing some retreats for men that, that I was allowed to have that opportunity where I was role playing in those uh, retreats. And I learned mm. that I had permission to be who I am as a man, as a father, mm. as a person, mm-hmm. and, and that my gifts and destiny and callings were celebrated. And so you have Phil, and mm-hmm. you and Phil work with the boys, and you made sure that not only were they permission granted, but they were given the context, the, 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 the environment to let them prosper. But you're yes. right. They had to face their fears because... Um, if the boys know who they are, if they know that they're loved, if they know that they're treasured, not, not, not in a narcissistic way, but that no. they're truly loved, then that gives them the internal fortitude to stand up on that stage or in front of that camera or whatever they're going to do and stand mm. strong. And that's yes. a strength that's bestowed from a father. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, there comes a point, it, it's interesting because... We're talking about children, but actually, because I'm going through this right now in my own life at my age, mm-hmm. it could happen at any age. It's you true. know, it can happen at any age whether you realize your gift and nobody's told you. Usually, what happens is, like you just said about being at the retreat, somebody recognizes something in you and they say it to you, and deep down, you knew. You knew all along right. that you were good at a certain thing. Right. But if you've had that missing in your life, it might come when you're 30 mm-hmm. or 40 or 50 even or 60 even. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter when it comes. Mm. What matters is that you, you're having that moment like each one of these boys with the night, whether, whether it be Jonathan has been told you can see. And suddenly, because he knew it, he knew it all along. Mm-hmm. He knew he could see. He right. always knew it. But this great, mighty knight told him, and that's all it took. And whether it be somebody in your group saying, "Jury, you're really good at this," Joanne, you're really good at this. Oh, when people said that to me, I knew it. I already mm-hmm. knew that I was good at it. Yeah. I just needed someone to say it out loud to me. Yes, definitely. It's yeah. affirmation. Uh, and, and so what you're talking about definitely spans any age. But what yes. about the kids? Like how, um, how about speaking to, to the younger part of our audience? How, yeah. how does the night and the gifts and what the boys are told about their treasures or their gifts, like what can we say to them? Like what do you think about um, the men or even girls too? Because in another mm-hmm. episode, there's another story for girls as well, just mm-hmm. so you know. But yeah. um, what do you? What about the children here? You know, I think as a parent, the responsibility is not necessarily to look for the gift, but the the energy, the the vibe, the character of that child. I have a very, I have two very sensitive children. I have one that I can, you know, yell at and throw a shoe at. <laughs> I have, you know, another one that's very stubborn and we, we butt heads mm. a lot. So it's being able to actually say to the child, the thing that they might think is a negative or the world will tell them is a weakness. 
is a parent being able to say, you're sensitive, you're, a, you're an artist, mm. you're creative, Right. this is who you are. You know, you're not a, a footballer who's going to run down and mow people down in the middle of the field. You're, you're someone that can think really deeply and creatively. Right. And um, so that to me is the big thing with my boys is being able to speak to each one of them right. and call out like things that are there, whether it's not even gifts, just their characters. Mm. You know, and it, let them know that's okay. That's okay to be sensitive. It's okay to be creative. It's okay to be this. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, I was recently told by a friend of mine uh, about emotions and said he was telling me, you know, you're feeling uh, lost or insecure or, uh, you know, ho hopeless in certain things. And he said, yes, those emotions were not from some sort of adversary. Those were yeah. your true emotions, and that that was a yeah. sign of what's part of your season you're in and what transition you're going through. He was actually affirming uh, my feelings of weakness, and and actually saying that's okay. But it, what yeah. it did for me was it allowed me to stand on my own two feet. And like okay, I accept that part of me, and it lets me move yes. on, further on and not get stuck. It can be a really solid piece of stepping stone. Mm -hmm. You can step on it. It's all if you if you can acknowledge it. If you can say to yourself, "This is actually healthy," then it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing, and you can stand on it. It's solid. It's real. It's 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 true. Yes. You don't have to fake it. No. And so I been very honest with my boys about those things whether it be Lewis with his failures you know going to auditions year after year after year mm. after year right getting to the top three not not getting the position and just keep telling him you know take that strength take that energy take that frustration take that anger take failure and t this is what I told Lewis in the past it's rocket fuel don't waste it don't just push it aside. Like, use it. Use it to make you better, stronger. Use it. Definitely. You know, it reminds me of, some, uh, of a book I read uh, some years ago by Robert A. Johnson called Owning Your Own Shadow. <clears throat> Excuse me, Owning Your Own Shadow. Uh, and the shadow is part of like a Jungian psychology. And uh, it's, a, it's the repressed part of you that you want to push away. And when you have issues mm -hmm. of failure or disappointment, mm -hmm. that shadow can rise up and go, ah, and, and, and manifest. Oh, and it's, it the, be, it's the big scary night, but uh, not, the, not the good yeah. night. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I learned uh, that you need to be a friend to your shadow, yes. not to push him away, but to befriend him and father him or mother him, depending on who he's, you are. He's here to help you. Mm -hmm. He's here to help you yes. and guide you on your journey. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And so it's about yeah. becoming that friend to yourself when there's a huge disappointment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joanne, uh, what else would you like to talk about this story? Like what other things do you have in mind? You know, I think for me, the other thing that came to mind was to, um, because the boys were so different, the four boys, having four boys, and my four boys are very different, you do need to not isolate yourself like to have your destiny come to fruition it will take many people in your life mm. and so relationships 
even though the four boys had different gifts and they, the way they viewed the problem, the situation, the broken window, what was happening, you have to work together. I'm learning this myself. You have to work together as a group. So for me, it's like, I know your gift. I've called on you many a time to give me some advice. Yeah. You know mine. Yeah. We've called on each other. So yep. it's that ability to not be so isolated with your gift, but to trust and have faith that you can reach out to other people for advice, for help, for counsel. That I, That's the one other thing that I would say is important in uh, the world I live in anyway. Oh, absolutely. I mean, community and having a s small circle of friends that you can be vulnerable and honest with is essential. I mean, it's sort of like if you were to have your promotion to your destiny where you're the king of the hill kind of thing, you know, the, the, the saying comes, you're lonely at the top. I was telling mm. my wife, Alicia, just a couple of days ago that, you know, we need to have our core community Really, we need to invest in those people and nurture them mm -hmm. so that when yes. we step into a place of greater blessing or responsibility or financial prosperity, that we don't forget who we are and we will not allow that success to define us. Because while we're waiting yeah. for our, our, our breakthrough, where we're waiting for us yeah. to have our breakthrough, we want to we want to see if our we we struggle with the failures of defining our identity, but success yeah. success can also be an enemy too for your identity, and if you make sure that your identity is based on not your success and failures, but your relationships and yeah. those people in your life that you are trustworthy with, then that will yeah. keep you grounded so that you don't trip up and have a big fall later. If you know what I mean, so yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to cover, Joanne, or are we, are we wrapping this no, up? No, I, I, think, I think you and I covered quite a lot. So well, um, thank you. I hope this helps not only the parents, but the children too. Yes. And uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to prepare for this episode and for looking over the story and just our conversations prior were really rich and entertaining. And I want to thank you, Joanne, for being my guest on this show for today. Um, so I would love to have you again later if possible, but, um, thank you so much. And so to you in the audience of Legends of the Wind, uh, you can find me at legendsofthewind.com or uh, loversdreamersandme.com, which is my personal website. And, uh, you can learn about some of the things I write about on my blog and on the projects I'm working on. And, uh, so Joanne, thanks so much for today. And, uh, thank you. Yes. I enjoyed it. And, uh. <laughs> We'll see you guys again. We'll see you soon. Let us continue on this fantastic adventure. Yes. Until the next time on Legends of Wind, we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on the Legends of the Wind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and hit the bell button to be alerted of future episodes. And don't forget, our stories are found here in life and beyond the imagination. Now you can finish your story. Keep dreaming, keep believing, and we'll see you again in our next episode of Legends of the Wind.